Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose with me, Johnny Savage. And in today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about big fish. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of fish that you keep in a little aquarium at home. No, I'm on about like 20 foot fish that would eat you alive given half the chance. Mmm, tasty humans. <sighs> and of course, the fish we're going to be on about today is a great white shark. But we're not going to be talking about Jaws today, people. No, we're going to be talking about the Blake Lively movie, The Shallows. So grab your surfboards, grab your GoPros, and let's get surfing. So the movie starts by following Nancy Adams, played by Blake Lively, who's traveling through Mexico in search of a secluded beach that her recently deceased mother went to when she was pregnant with Nancy. Now there's this lovely fellow called Carlos who has agreed to give Nancy a ride down to the beach because he knows where it is. <laughs> yeah, I know why you're being friendly, Carlos, and I respect the hustle, but had this been a big, fat, greasy bloke with saggy boobs, I don't think Carlos would even be in the movie because he wouldn't have picked this person up. But of course, it's Blake Lively, so who isn't going to stop for her? I know that I would cause a mile-wide pile-up if I ended up catching Blake Lively on the street. So Nancy's going to this beach alone because the person who she's travelling with, her friend, she ended up having a bit too much to drink last night. You know, she's a bit of a alcoholic. So she was struggling to wake up that morning because she had a hangover. So she's just chilling at the hotel having a full English. Which worst friend ever? If I've brought you on holiday with me and I'm going to go to a beach because it means a lot to me personally and you turn around and say I'm not coming with you, I would pretty much book your return flight that day and send you packing. Go on, shoo, off you go. You know, but good thinking, good thinking, Nancy. You know, you've never been to this beach before. It's a really secluded beach. Not all that many people can find it. You've managed to and you're going on your own. Yeah, well done, well done. I'm sure nothing bad will come from that. So Carlos drops her off at the beach. She says, okay, thanks, ta-ta. And she wanders off onto the beach. And as soon as she gets there, there's two other male surfers there. And of course, they're immediately overly friendly with her. You know, like, oh, how you doing? My name's Timothy and my name's Jordan. They're not their actual names, but <laughs> I can't actually remember their names. In fact, I'm not even sure if they're actually given names, to be honest. But of course, they're overly friendly because they're thinking in their minds, if we're really nice to this female who's on her own in the middle of nowhere on a secluded beach, maybe we'll see a little, you know, nooky-nooky, have a little menage a trois, and then chuck her in the ocean for the sharks. So she strips down, chucks on her surf gear, jumps in the ocean and starts getting wet and this is where the film really got exciting for me personally anyway so i did go and see this movie with my wife now she's not really big on horrors i wouldn't class this film as a horror yet it's suspenseful i'd call it more of like a survival suspense movie more than a survival horror movie but she had her head in my shoulders the entire time so i didn't actually feel all that bad just gawking at blake lively throughout this movie so after a bit of surfing she decides to take a break and video chat with her younger sister chloe and she has you know like the normal sister conversation you know how you doing today have you been to the toilet what have you had to eat oh who's that boy that i can hear and then she ends up talking to her dad and she starts having quite a strained conversation with her dad you know like hey hey dad you okay yeah yeah i'm okay you yeah it's straight up awkward in fact it was that awkward i nearly walked out of the cinema 
But Nancy's dad is quite upset at Nancy because with her mother dying because of cancer, it's making Nancy consider dropping out of medical school. And he really doesn't want that. He wants her to stay in it. And obviously it doesn't really matter what Nancy wants because the dad gets the final say. So Nancy's like, right, I'm fed up of talking to you. So they stop talking and she's like, right, I'm gonna go out for one last surf before I go back. So while she's out on this last surf, she ends up noticing the carcass of a young whale, uh, a young dead whale that's obviously had a massive bite taken out of it. And she's just like, oh, that's intriguing. That's, that's it. There's no, it don't ring alarm bells. Especially for a surfer, you'd think, no, this is, this is bad. But she doesn't do this. She just looks at it and goes, hmm, strange. I wonder how that got there and just carries on surfing. So as she's riding this last wave, a big large great white shark comes through the waves and knocks her off a surfboard and bites her leg like surprise i've arrived now bearing in mind seconds before she's just seen this dead whale carcass now she's in the water like woof that was surprising i wasn't expecting anything at all to pop out so obviously injured and scared she looks for the closest thing she can climb on just to get out of the water and it happens to be the dead whale carcass that she saw seconds before talk about kicking the teeth it tried to warn you. It tried to warn you, Nancy. So as soon as she climbs onto the carcass, the shark comes and knocks her off of that. It's like, yo, no, where do you think you're going? We're not having any of that today. I'm not playing games. I just want to eat you. But then she's forced to quickly swim to this isolated rock. She then uses the strap from her surfboard to wrap around her leg to slow the bleeding down, which I thought was a really clever idea. And then she ends up having to take the necklace off because she's wearing a necklace and she has to use that as stitches to like sew her leg back up and that was brutal to watch genuinely like put i put myself in her shoes and i'm like yeah i would do the same thing but think of the infections that you'd get from that necklace but then again i guess running the risk of an infection is better than running the risk of death so at this point them two males that nancy was with earlier they're still on the beach they're packing up getting ready to go and she's shouting and she can't get their attention you would have thought that they would have seen this. There's a large great white shark jumping up and out of the water, doing little dances and that. And you'd have thought that they would have probably noticed that. It's a very isolated beach. Surely you'd hear the splashing or the screams. Maybe they just had water in their ears and they couldn't really hear anything. And then they drive off. So Nancy's left there for the night along with a wounded bird, which was also injured by the shark. And she ends up calling him Steven Seagull. So the next morning when Nancy wakes up on this rock, she ends up seeing this local man out on the beach who's had one too many Baileys and he's a little bit tipsy and he sees all this stuff and he's like, oh, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to sell it. This is all American. I could get a lot of money for this. So he starts tiptoeing into the water to try and reach out for Nancy's surfboard, which is right near the shore now for some reason. And as he's tiptoeing in to reach out, Nancy tries warning him. She's like, no. I know you're trying to steal my stuff, but don't go in there because you're going to get eaten. And he just ignores her. Like, he doesn't even try and help her. He just ignores her straight up. And, you know, fair enough. Like, good on you, Nancy. If someone was stealing my stuff, I wouldn't even try and warn him. I'd just be like, yeah, you're going to get eaten. And I'm going to laugh. So, obviously, he's eaten up by the hungry, hungry sharky boy. So, a couple of hours later after that, the two surfers that were there with Nancy the day before, they end up returning. So, she's like, oh, thank God. They're here to rescue me. Oh, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so relieved. So she starts shaking her arms in the distance. But you're wasting your own energy, Nancy. They're not going to acknowledge you. You're beyond help at this point. So they dive into the water and literally within seconds, both of them have just vanished. Just, where have they gone? Did anybody see them? 
They were here one second. They've gone again. Oh, oh, wait. There's his head. Oh, it's just his head. Well, that's no good. We need the entire human body, not just a head. If you find the rest of his body, let me know. So one of the local surfers was wearing a GoPro camera on his helmet. And when he was attacked by the shark, his helmet came off because his head came off too. So this is quite convenient for Nancy because it floats over to her. So she like she has to struggle a little bit to get to it. But once she retrieves it, she's able to record her final goodbyes to her sister and her dad. And she says about how stupid she was for going there all alone and all them. <laughs> yeah, I know. The whale tried to warn you. So she's chilling out on this rock. You know, just sort of accepting her fate. She's just looking up at the sun. She's like, God, that's it in my eyes. And she starts realising that high tide will be approaching quite soon. So she realises that as soon as that happens, the rock she's on will be submerged as well. So that's pretty much the end for her. But before she can leave, she needs to make sure that Steven Seagull is safe. So she puts him on a piece of surfboard and pushes him off to the shore. Because of course, when your own life is on the line, you need to make sure that a bird is going to survive. This woman will be going to heaven when she dies. So she starts playing a little bit detective and she starts getting a bit smart now. And she ends up timing the shark's cycles because it's swimming in a circle from the whale carcass back to her, back to the whale carcass. So she, she's trying to time it and then she ends up swimming to a nearby buoy when the shark is over near the whale carcass. And she just, just makes it. And something else I found quite clever in this scene is that she she voluntarily swims through jellyfish and gets herself stung to crazy just so it deters the shark because obviously the shark's getting stung as well. So it backs off for a little bit. Clever thinking, Nancy. Clever thinking. So when she manages to climb up on the boy, which I don't know where she's finding the energy to, I would have just given up and floated away peacefully now. But she's, like, she's determined. So when she's up there, she manages to find a flare gun and she shoots one flare to draw the attention of a fairway cargo ship that's floating by. But the ship's already turned away and it doesn't see her because that, like, the movie would have to end there if that happened. And obviously we need another 20 minutes, so that can't happen. And of course, she's not had a fist fight with the shark yet. So we need to see that before the movie can end. So she then fires another flare at the shark and it sets the oil from the whale carcass alight. And it angers the shark, but it doesn't do anything else. It's just like a little inconvenience. You know, when you get bit by a midge or something, you just swat it away and you're just like, oh, that, that's going to itch now. That's a bit annoying. So obviously at that point, flipping out into a massive fit of rage, the shark just jumps up and decides to put all of its body weight onto the boy that Nancy's on and it ends up ripping the chains out that secure it to the ocean bed. Nancy decides, oh, I'm gonna die anyway, so I'm just gonna strap myself to this chain and hopefully that will make my death a bit more painful. So she's pulled really fastly down to the ocean floor and obviously the shark is behind her just after his last meal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it must be annoying. If I kept trying to take a bite out of my hamburger and it kept trying to run away from me, I think I'd get annoyed. But at the very last moment, Nancy pulls out of the dive and the shark impales itself on the anchor at the bottom. Which implies to me that Nancy had this idea because she thought it would work. I don't know how she knew that. I don't know how she thought of that. I don't know how she knew that that would work out exactly how she is planned. But she was very, very lucky. So fast forward an unspecified amount of time because the movie doesn't tell us. And a boy named Miguel finds the camera and informs his father which is then revealed to be Carlos from the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. So he runs off and gets his dad and Carlos ends up finding Nancy floating close to the shore, pulls her out and obviously revives her by giving her mouth to mouth. Well, it looked like mouth to mouth, but I know what that guy was really doing. And by shock alone, Nancy is revived. She's like, get your dirty tongue out of my mouth. Disgusting. 
And as she's coming round, she sees an hallucination of her mother, which I, I, I ain't got no jokes or anything for that. That's literally what happened. I don't know why it was relevant to the movie. Maybe it was because she was so close to death that she, she was pretty much just planning on saying hello to her mother. But as she's looking round after she's come round, she notices that Steven Seagal has made it to shore. And she's like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad that the bird survived. So then the film jumps forward one year later and now a healed Nancy, who is also a doctor now, so I'm guessing she didn't drop out of medical school. So Papa still got a hold on you, has he, Nancy? Oh dear. You need to be your own woman. So a healed Nancy and her sister Chloe go surfing in Texas as their father tells Nancy that her mother would have been proud. Ah, uh, that's it. The end of the movie. Ah, uh, wipe the tear away. Credit roll. Woo! So even though I've just spent the last 10 minutes taking the mic out of this movie, I really enjoyed it. It was very entertaining to watch and Blake Lively's performance was actually awesome. Like, she was really, really, really good in it. Ask my wife. She won't be able to tell you because she didn't actually watch it. I don't know why we paid the money for her to come and see it because she spent the majority of the film watching my shoulder. But it was a really good film. In fact, it was that good I've actually got it on DVD. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I watched it the other night. But overall, the movie itself, I think had Blake Lively not put her absolute all into this, the movie wouldn't have come out half as good as it was because the script is a bit all over the place. Some things don't really make sense and you can tell that Blake's working really hard to try and just make everything make sense. And I'm gonna be honest now, I think the reason that this film made so much in its opening weekend is not because people thought it was gonna be a good film, but because the poster had Blake Lively in a bikini. Ooh, that's why I paid my 12 pounds admission anyway. But the movie overall ended up grossing over $119 million against a production budget of 17 to 25 million. So it was a box office smash. It made up to five times its budget. And I'm really, really surprised that we haven't had another like useless spin-off or something. Uh, or they haven't tried turning it into like a cinematic universe of great white sharks or whatever. Because let's be honest, if a film performs well nowadays, you can almost guarantee that it's either gonna get a sequel or it's gonna get involved into some sort of cinematic universe. But please Columbia Pictures, just leave this one alone. Don't ever, ever, ever make a sequel to this. Just let it be a legend in its own right. Now, I don't think that this movie did what Jaws did and I don't think it made people afraid to get back into the water. But overall, it's still an absolutely banging film. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go and watch it. I think it might be going for like two pounds now in shops or something you might be able to even stream it for free but yeah if you have watched this movie hit me up on my instagram at savage underscore official music and let me know what you thought to the movie but other than that i've been johnny you've been awesome you look absolutely amazing today and i'll catch you in the next episode ta-ta